Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You join the Custard TV podcast team at the most exciting part of my day. I've been waiting all day for a, for a, some, some tiles to be delivered by Royal Mail. I am number 99, uh, stop 99, and it says here on the site that the driver is on his way to stop 95. Oh, oh, you're going to keep us updated. Off. Yes, I will. Basically, we're doing the podcast around this. This is the big thing going on. And we just happen to be doing the podcast at the same time. But my God, it's heating up. Is it? It's it's not um, this firm that are coming to do the job. It's not owned by a member of One Direction. It's not Harry's Tiles. It's the Custard TV (laughs) podcast, the one playing. I know, I know, I know. Luke, Gary, and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. Uh, If anyone was watching Love Island, and not many people were, Caroline Flack was saying that they were going to drop several uh, love grenades in during the week. (laughs) If if Gary will be the first love weapon of mass destruction that she. uh, Depends on the villa. That's his um, username on Tinder, I believe. <laughs> what, what, love weapon of masters. Love no, it's, no, it's Gary Love Grenade Rudruff, isn't it? I think. <laughs> Let's get it on. Let's get it on. He's dropping soon. <laughs> <laughs> God help us all. Making a mighty impact. <laughs> he could Not win amazing. that just by sort of completely demolishing the villa and everyone else. <laughs> He's leaving the love crater. Sort of third degree injuries. He left a love crater. That's what I like. <laughs> Let's do the news then. Um, Michael Crompton, TV writer of everything on Monday nights for my TV, besides Vicious and the thing about the old people falling off, off the scooters. Off the rockers. Off the rockers, yeah. Um, of of um, Code of a Killer and Safe House confirmed on Twitter, though ITV have yet to send their press release out, that we are getting Series 2 of Safe House. You may remember oh, Christopher yeah. Eccleston starred in this alongside Patterson Joseph and Master Thompson. Oh, we don't need more. But I, as I said at the time, when I went to the uh, screening... They were already talking about how they could use the formula for more series, having Eccleston and Marsha, is it Thomason, uh, back for uh, future series with different families or individuals in the safe house. But judging by how well they ran the safe house 
in series one, I, I, I wouldn't like to use them again. One thing I would like to say about Safe House and the fact we get in the second series, um, whenever I've been in the company of TV writers or anyone who makes TV, they always talk about wanting to do things more long form. And I just wonder whether instead, of, if ITV gave this eight episodes instead of four, whether they could tell a more interesting story, and no, whether writers just, should yeah. be able to just say, "This is the story. It's going to take me this many episodes to tell it." Well, I don't Would think you it like needed to take it any more? more than four. I don't certainly in the terms of this. This yeah. is this is one where it's sort of you know. In and out, you know, we know what we're going to do. Maybe even three would have sufficed for Safe House. I don't know if it goes like, you know, ITV go to writer A and go, I, we need like three hours worth of drama, can you write one? That is, seems to be what happened. I remember or, Chris Chibnall telling us that he'd asked for ten for the first broad charge yeah. and they gave him eight. <laughs> Should writers just be able to say, you look, I've plotted my yeah. story out, mm. This is how many I'll need. If you like it, take a gamble on me. BBC One maybe do that better, I think, because, say, for example, Happy Valley suited six, and um, yeah. you know, you had the first line of duty was five, and then they increased that to six when they had like a stronger story to tell. Yeah. I, but then I was going to step all over your point when yeah. I tell you that the Interceptor is eight. Mm. So, But then know. that's not... Uh, more that's more of a the sort of villain of the story week of the week thing isn't it yeah. uh, rather than any sort of continuation you know i mean the interceptor yeah. shouldn't have happened at all but no I, but if it has but it to. is one of those programs where there's no overarching narrative really it's just we're getting someone each week you know it's a bit sort of like spooks used to be sort of eight and ten didn't it oh he's on his way to number 96 people oh, we are three you? houses away 99. 99 oh he's kicking off see if Gary's um, here he just want a flake I do want damn you Matt <laughs> now I want a free flake when he delivers <laughs> Channel 4 have announced quite a smart plan I think um, their comedies they're, they're, and when I say their comedies I mean their big ones Peep Show, Toast of London, Fresh Meat, all coming back in October alongside Catastrophe, which was their big surprise comedy hit from Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan earlier on in the year. This is virtually unheard of. Yeah. The last time I remember this happening was uh, Ripper Street, but that was only because they'd held on to that series for far longer than they should have, so... We had two series in the one yeah. year, but that's almost American, isn't it? That's al- you could almost call that season two, yeah, because yeah. it's in the same year. Channel Four is also bringing back Raised by Wolves from Kathleen mm. Moran. I, you know how we feel about that. So yeah, because Fresh but, Meat is the last. I suppose they're celebrating, you know, their comedy because Fresh Meat's coming to an end, Peep Show's coming to an end. Mm. Uh, so um, yeah, um, and I'm assuming this will be oh, we're so good at comedy, blah blah blah. While we're on the subject of Channel 4, uh, the Radio Times have done an article, a very poorly put together article, um, about why Channel 4's figures are so low. Um, I personally have found myself, at some points this year, only watching Channel 4. Hmm. So I I don't quite know why they're saying that... uh, I mean, you can't argue with cold, hard figures... Um, but they are they are low. I mean, really I, I mean, low. I think, and I've, I think we've said this before several times on the podcast that 
there's a stigma attached to Chandler, and it does briefly touch on this point, but it isn't really elaborated on because it is a very, very small article. That um, something about like old people are, yeah, um, you know, old people are unwilling to, you know, they're a bit predictable what channel they switch on at well, night. What, what, what are you saying when you say old people? You don't mean old, people in their seventies. Older well, people. I, I think certainly the sort of you know. 50, 60 plus audience of which, as we say, they're the main TV, linear TV viewers are, you know, where the ratings come from, these overnight ratings come from sort of linear TV views, don't they? When we get the consolidated ratings, you often see a bump in Channel 4 uh, because Mm. a lot of people watch that on Catch Up and on PVR and stuff like that. I think that people are more inclined to go Right, what's on BBC One and what's on ITV? And then mm. after that... It's amazing going, it's you know, still like that. When I'm on the radio, we say Channel 4 do a lot of good stuff, but you never sort of get a lot of promotion for it. You know, we know sort of Stranger on the Bridge we've had, No Offence we've had, Catastrophe we've had. You really like Cyberbully. I'm sure there are more, but those are just G- like five. Catastrophe, Gogglebox. Yeah, Gogglebox. I mean, this year has been a rather poor year for... TV, and I think when we come to do our end of year assessment at the moment, most of the programmes are from mm. Channel 4 on that list. I think. I think a lot of people reading like reviews as we often do, um, that people or writing got, them as we often yeah, do, yeah, writing them, but really you know, comparing <laughs> our thoughts to others. It seems that there's almost been like what people expect as you know, people have lowered their expectations now, yeah, so they're yeah. praising things more that in the past they would have said oh, this is a bit clichéd, oh, I expect more from my drama. And I think it's certainly BBC One, ITV especially, there's not been any sort of, certainly drama series this year, and we're, you know, halfway through the year now almost, that I can say I really, really enjoyed. I mean, people have gone really big for Poldark, but that's a bit, you know, that's, I think, mainly because of Aidan Turner having his shirt off in it a lot. Yeah. Gary with his love grenade. Um, (laughs) I feel sick a bit. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> also, we're not going to step on his toes and go west. It is a surprise that Dave have picked up Parks and Recreation um, for the entire seven series run. It's a surprise for various reasons. One, it's all finished in the US. All seven series have been on and it's, and it's come to its conclusion. Two, that the first two series or maybe three were shown on BBC4. And three, I can't remember the last comedy that Dave showed that wasn't, you know, not going out or would I lie to you in between the Top Gear and uh, Have I Got News for You, repeat. Um, so it's an unusual acquisition, but a brilliant I one. I mean, they are trying to go in a new direction, aren't they? I mean, they've got this David Hasselhoff thing coming next week. If you are new to Parks and Rec, if you can and if you want to get into it, I would advise you to do what I did and just start with ignore series one altogether because it just it doesn't know what it is. Series two is where you start to get glimmers of the show it's going to be. So Parks and Rec coming to Dave in July. What do you want to do first then, Matt? Do you want to do English drama or Swedish we'll, drama? We'll do. We'll start with the the big sort of uh, gripe of the week. Gripe of the week. That sounds like a medical podcast <laughs> to me. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a sort of action thriller drama starring O.T. Fabganelli. Easy Fab for you Ganelli. to say. I don't know. Uh, some dude. Uh, and he plays uh, this guy called Ash, who at the beginning is a customs officer who uh, sees crime everywhere he goes and takes crime personally. He, he gets recruited basically halfway through by this sort of shady organisation. Yeah. Nothing to do with by any means, honestly, not at all. They're called UNIT. Again, nothing to do with the shady oh. organisation from Doctor Who called UNIT. Um, <laughs> it's not even well, you know, there's no imagination here. There's it's, a lot... it's just so... At one point, oh. they're tracking down a, a baddie. Um, you know, when they... There's that thing where they recap everyone's yeah. backstory and, you know, arrested 15 years ago for this. They call him Xavier, but I'm not quite sure why. Why? Because <laughs> his name's Nige. Yeah. Yeah, I don't quite... like John Smith, nicknamed Xavier. We're not sure why. Yeah. yeah. That is the laziest of lazy scripting ever. Yeah. And the whole just... thing is just. So, yeah, and it, awful. it comes to a point basically, he's. His partner is very is badly injured in a mm. car chase, uh, so he wants to get revenge against Paul K with dreadlocks, who's who's a, <laughs> who's a drug dealer. In it. That was the, what I liked. Is I would love that to be the name of the character. They call him Paul K with dreadlocks. Nobody's sure why. Um, and it, it basically ends how you would expect it to yeah. end. I just it's one of those shows that's got no redeeming values what no. whatsoever to speak of. Marcus Ashton, I came to offer you a job. This organization's bigger than anything I'd imagined. You cannot keep taking these risks anymore. You can't do it. It's just money. It's never just money. Cops, lawyers, they can't get me. Yeah, you know that thing we were talking about. Yeah, I need one. Find us someone bigger. The biggest. Guns. Shooting. Me. Come on, I've run a mile. Brand new original British drama. The Interceptor on BBC One. I mean, the only thing I can say is that uh, Lorraine Ashbourne, and I think it's Ewan Stewart, the other actor, who plays sort of the higher-ups in Unit, are quite good. In Unit. And Trevor Eve is playing the, the big baddie in this, and hopefully he'll get more to do rather than just recite one line like he did. I am predicting there will be a five-minute scene in a dark room mm. where, with Reed some shouting. moody, mu- no, with some mu- moody music in the background, where all it is is just Trevor Eve stroking his beard. <laughs> I think that's what it's gonna and be. Gary, I'm Trevor Eve. <laughs> I'm Trevor Eve. Damn it. <laughs> Because he can, he can never speak like this. He always speaks like this. Waking <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dead. <laughs> no wonder he wants the bloody dead. Yeah, it's yeah, so loud. Yeah. The lead guy, O.T. Fabgnelli, um, yeah. he seems to have been cast for his physique rather than yeah. any sort of acting prowess that he well, had. Well, I and... quite like that he's, he's got his acting style in his name. What's that? He, just needs, he just tea. needs another tea and he'll be sorted. <laughs> uh, this is... I'm sure someone will make that joke. Uh, I'm sure they will, but I, let it be known that I made it first here on the podcast. I don't know how well you remember it, but I remember it for different reasons. Watching the first ever episode of Luther, mm. uh, ever, and just watching it and thinking, oh, this is cheesy, I, he's just yeah. so annoying, it's really cliche. But... I don't know because we're but not Idris that connected. Elba makes it work. 
Yes. Yes. And I found myself getting more and more drawn in, and then after a while I understood that the bonkersnessness of Luther is why I liked it so much. But it's, Whereas... not so, it's not as bonkers as Luther. It's, not, it's never no. bonkers. It never... I no. think the problem is is that it doesn't quite know if it wants to be sort of mm. on like a real world level, like a sort of grimy look at you know the mm. drugs trade, or it wants to be this big flashy spooks Luther type thing. It's sort yeah. of confused, and therefore yeah. it slips into sort of the the middle ground where it's just dull. Moving on then to uh, something else that was on this week, or on that e- very same evening actually, yeah. on ITV Encore, their first ever acquisition that wasn't an episode of Lewis Safe House or God knows what else they Race show. Points. Uh, Swedish drama George Scott Matt. In in simple terms, oh God. what the hell was that about? <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was going on? You don't watch a lot of uh, naughty noirs, do you? I went out at the weekend, I think it was, and bought The Complete Killing and The, and the Bridge first series, which I already have. Mm. Um, I know you can watch it on Netflix or whatever, but my thinking was, I want to watch The Killing, mm. and if I've spent money on it and I own it... Yeah, I know what you mean. I will. Yeah. So um, it's, it's The here. Killing is, is very... Certainly the first series of The Killing and the first series of The Bridge are both very good. And... Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Starting this, and you know, I, thought, I enjoyed I Hostages you... as well, which you, is yeah, another yeah. Foreign I mean, drama. that sort of got you into subtitle drama in a way, didn't it? I think Hostages, yeah. which you really, really enjoyed, and I'm the same yeah. with, you know, I think the first series of The Killing blew me away. I mean, people as well bunch Borgen into that list, but Borgen to me is a different beast. It's a political drama, and yeah. just because it was on BBC Four with The Bridge and with The Killing. It's not yeah. the same sort of thing. I mean, they it have does a... have the estates minister, though. Don't yeah, forget him. Yeah. But they, uh, ITV three, I think it is, did uh, those who kill, which is another sort of similar Nordi noir. And this, I think, yeah. starts very similarly in a way to uh, the killing and the bridge. In that, there's this sort and of... the interceptor in a funny way. <laughs> Yeah, but I, in ter- I was going to say in terms that there's a sort of attractive blonde detective in the lead yeah. who's yeah. got who's sort of emotionally damaged. She's uh, her daughter disappeared, possibly drowned seven years earlier in the small town. Uh, it's not George Scott. I thought the town was going to be called George Scott. Yeah, what it's is not. George Scott? I don't know. I know George should... C. Scott, the actor, but um... no, I don't think it's him. Oh, okay. Uh, but initially, it's it's this sort of it is your sort of standard. You know, another kid's gone missing. She comes back to clear up her father's estate. He's died recently under sort of suspicious circumstances. Is any of this connected? Blah de blah. And then mm. in the last ten minutes, it just goes weird. It goes <laughs> nuts. And there's someone like destroying nuts. something in a wood. The people like who working for her father's estate. Uh, buying a vat of some sort of chemical. Yeah. I'm not even sure what that is. Can you explain and then to a me? Woman, and then the girl who they found, who they think might be her daughter, grows mm. roots. 
out of her legs. So basically, that I wasn't hallucinating. That all happened. That all happened. I, I read a little article actually because I was just, uh, you know, when I do watch something, I like to sort of just read around it and stuff like well, that. Especially sometimes in this case, you have to. Uh, and and the the Guardian have got a good article about uh, George Scott and how the creator wanted not to do another like killing or bridge and wanted to actually bring in sort of elements of like Nordic myth into it which I think right. we start to see as it goes on. So it's an interesting idea, I think, to try and do something different with the genre. Because, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if it ties together as well as it should. Like, they've got the sort of stereotypical old guy who knows too much and goes, go from this place now. <laughs> yeah, as, as all <laughs> people say. <laughs> yeah. No, instead of, leave me alone, sod they, off, they, back to... They all to... call him, like, Crazy old Sven or whatever. Yeah, or, or yeah, that's very stereotypical. Yeah. But yeah, I know yeah. what I mean. I again, I went in, open eyes, open mind. I wanted to like it. I was intrigued when she ran the girl over, and there was the possibility that it could have been her daughter because the other kid's gone missing. That intrigued me. But then it just went nuts, and yeah. I, I thought. I'm reading it, so I can't get any of it I, I, wrong. I think it was hard to distinguish from a lot, because a lot of the characters were men in suits. You know, yeah. apart from her, there weren't a lot of other female characters, were they? Apart from that angry woman who worked and was trying to fix the printer. Yeah, and, but... the, and the, the slightly dodgy nurse at the hospital who I thought was up to something. I think the scenery was the best thing about this. In a, it, not in a sort of insulting way, but it added to sort of that moodiness that they were trying to create, that sort of mythical air, but... I think it did remind me of like a Chris Lang drama where you set it up in the first episode, then resolve everything in the second episode. Um, but this obviously is a ten-part drama, and then those last ten minutes showed you why this is a ten-part drama because there's all this mystical yeah. codswallop that uh, I'm not the, sure. The the roots thing blew my mind. Yeah, I don't. I, what? I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Why? Why was that? Outside of the bits that I liked, it was a bit of a struggle mm. yeah, because I what I would, what I tended to do was just drift off and check email and then go, no, "Oh I God, agree. I forgot I'm supposed to be reading this." I'm yeah. <laughs> so I can't I'm, just I'm listen exactly to it. The same. So obviously, yeah. we, we sort of agreed on both of these shows that we saw yeah. how we felt about them. Should we do the other one that both me and you have seen on this list? Go running the shop. Uh, the uh, latest uh, Channel Four vehicle for one Hillary Devay. Their first idea for her was the intern, which which was this odd, yeah. like well, it was nearly the up... intern scepter, which would have been yeah. <laughs> just like Hillary Devay seeing crime and everything. The Apprentice, and it yeah. was a weird thing. And then they were going to do like a, a a job center with her that ended up mm. being Benefits Britain 1949. Without her, she Without wasn't her. on it at all. So this is her second vehicle for uh, Channel Four. This is basically putting staff members in charge of well, businesses but I'm assuming they'll all be shops because it's called running the shop um, yeah. this first one was a uh, Liverpool based uh, DIY shop called Tasker's uh, run by Mr Tasker who was very like regimental about everything in his shop certainly how the documentary portrayed him as this sort of you know almost tyrannical boss who didn't let anyone have any ideas at all even how to sort of hang the power tools. So he he left. Hilary Duvet just goes, get some ideas together. And then 
she goes away. She comes back sporadically throughout the episode, probably just as many times as she needs to. And, and the, the staff have then some bizarre ideas about putting displays in glass boxes. The biggest shock for me was that that glass box cost £6,000 to hire. £6,000! <laughs> that was the biggest shock of the night. Also from those people who sell the magic beans regularly to the people. Of the yeah. Also, that woman in the in the show house has no taste whatsoever. Did you see the original show house? Yeah. Good God. Three other members of the Tasker staff get an opportunity to design a a room for a show home, and as Luke said, the first the the original show home that the woman showed them was very much trash, basically, wasn't it? it were, and then, so they tried to do one, and their first one I really liked because it literally had an elephant in the room. Classic uh, comedy. Yeah, um, but they on their second attempt, which wasn't that much different from their first attempt, um, they managed to win this this woman round and got a contract. And in the end, John Tasker said, "Oh yeah, I quite like that idea." As a whole, the program was just a bit odd. Like they tried to do the undercover boss in a different yeah. way. By having the boss just leave for three weeks. Um, These sort of shows only work... It's like all of the Mary Porter shows. Mm. They only really work if there's conflict. They're only really interesting to watch if there's conflict. And so the boss come, came back in after they've had their bizarre ideas and said, no, we're not going to do them. Then in the next scene, he sat them down and went, we are going to do them. Hilary DeVay didn't need to be in this at all. I mean, no. she was on screen, I think, like three times. And I don't find time. her a very compelling, compelling person I like, to watch. I like her when, I mean, she did a documentary for BBC Two, I think, about women in business. I like her as a person, but she's not, a, as you say, she's not a TV personality in that she's not very good at sort of links to mm. camera. Like, you bring up Mary Porter, who's very slick and very... Yeah, you know, style and Alex like Palidzi, who does a yeah. similar thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes really away need, from what they did. Yeah. It really need anybody because no, no, not no. like she even it's she like didn't un- even no. give them ideas. Did it's did, like undercover boss doesn't have anyone turning yeah. up going, you know, like a celebrity going right. Yeah. You're the undercover boss, and then yeah. you know you've got to go undercover. I'll meet up with you during each stage of your mission. So yeah. you know, if, if they had someone. Like a celebrity come to the hotel room every night on the undercover bus yeah. and go, so how did that go? Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV Live. And now to something I have literally no opinions on, apart from the fact that it is goggle box with, with literal boxes. <laughs> it's basically goggle box. Um, if goggle well, box... we should say what it is. Big yeah. box, little box on ITV is yeah, what we're yeah. talking Big about. Big box, little box. The best way to describe it, I think, would be you know if Goggle Box uh, decided to open a cha- uh, shopping channel network because <laughs> uh, this was yeah. free publicity for a lot of new sort of gadgets and gizmos uh, that are about you know like you have on Goggle Box. There's a there's sort of a posh married couple. There's a couple of black women. There's a you know a group of lads. There's a like a nuclear family who shout at each other quite a lot. They get all these products in the first episode. There was a a little uh, whizzy car. There was a Bluetooth glove. There was like a grill thing that you grill everything on the table like a sort of Japanese. What does the Bluetooth grill. glove do? Well, you connect it to your phone and you can talk on your glove, but you have to do the old sort of phone, you know, the symbol for the like, phone. I feel like that was on Dragon's Den, you know, that's oh, why I asked. may well have been. And, and yet I still didn't know what it did. 
there just was not. It wasn't very memorable, if I'm honest. There was nothing offensive about it. Um, no, I, I could see what they're trying to do. We've tried to replicate Gogglebox with the kitchen. I think you can only do it with certain personalities, and they didn't have any strong personalities on this. If anything, they felt like they were ripping off a lot of the personalities from Gogglebox. Plus, how interesting is it to watch people test yeah. products? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's cheap and quick and easy yeah, to make yeah, these yeah. programs there. If you had to watch one of them again, I suppose for me it'd be George Scott, but that would be because the other loads of them are just awful. I probably, um, well, as you haven't watched it, I, I'd probably say Big Box, Little Box, because it's about 25 minutes without the ads. Yeah, you just put some, <laughs> put some washing on, yeah, yeah. watch that, and then hang it out. Yeah, <laughs> fine, we'll do that then. We'll do that. <laughs> Previews then, only a couple and not many of these are worth, you know, There's mentioning. There's only three. <laughs> what do you mean not what? many of these? There's three. <laughs> I like Gary a lot. Um, <laughs> BBC One on Saturday. Uh, you may be wondering what the BBC are going to do with their Saturday nights. And uh, they've decided to put on a game show at seven. It's called Prize Apart. It teams up Emma Willis with Reggie Yates. They never presented the voice together, did no. they? No, so... No. So, He's yeah, hoping well, for that Hollow Willoughby Marvin Humes collaboration. Yeah, that we've been waiting for so long. But I don't want it on telly, I want it a single. Single, yeah. Basically, Emma's in a studio in London and um, Reggie is abroad somewhere as people ask answer questions in the studio and then their partners or friends do something crazy abroad like crazy. walking a tight... Crazy stuff. Uh, walking a tight is that with two E's rather than a Y? Kissing a lion, yeah. Why, <laughs> what is it that whenever Reggie Yates does anything he has to be as far away from his female presenters <laughs> as is physically possible? Well, he used to have his little V-room, didn't he, on The Voice? Yeah, but now they've sent him halfway across the world. The next one is the power of advertising because I remember when we first talked about mm. the... the um, the, the announcement of Humans, this new eight-part drama based on a foreign drama coming. I was like, oh, that sounds odd, and I'm not sure I'm bothered. The advertising which they've, the Channel 4 have invested heavily in makes it look like it could be worth a watch. I don't know. It's an eight-parter. It's called Humans. It's about robots that work for people in their homes. Again, Channel 4. I've got mm. a good a good feeling about this. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a decent cast as well. You've got uh, Catherine Parkinson, Katie Lung, uh, Neil Maskell. Uh, I think for this to work for me personally, they need to focus less on the robots and mm. more about how they affect the people they're around mm. rather than, you know, how the robots came to be or them going crazy. Yeah, I think it's about mm. them developing emotions and attachments yeah. to humans. As, it, as the yeah. title would suggest, rather than them, you know, taking over... Taking or slowly over. becoming humans, yeah. possibly. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, that's a more interesting... I don't think it's about them, you know, destroying the human race like a Transformers-type situation. I imagine even the robots show more emotion than the majority of the, the cast of the, the Interceptor. Interceptor. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's like one mind. And then finally, the return of... Um, of Master chefs, but this time with celebrities like Chisney Hawks and Sarah Harding, those, Sarah Harding, Sarah Green, Cheggers, Sarah, Sid Little, yeah, all, all the big names. Basically, 
Anyone who hasn't done it already. Oh god. Um, I I don't know. I just I um, to be fair, it is the summer, and traditionally, summer's TV is terrible. Although we but... have got in the next couple of weeks, Black Work with Sheridan Smith and mm-hmm. uh, the final series of Mad Fat Diary too. So there's some things. Yeah, that is true. And Black Work is bucking the trend because it's on Sunday. Sunday at night as well. So Actually, the second goes. episode is on my birthday. So there you go. That was just a cheap excuse to bring up when your birthday was, wasn't it? I just Twen- know it. 28th of June, if you want to get your presents in now, because we all know how rubbish the post is, judging from Luke's tile to that. Yeah, I didn't, didn't arrive. Didn't <laughs> arrive. In fact, I already sent you a birthday present, but you probably won't get it. Uh... Um, I, don't do, I don't know what to do now, because last week Gary announced that he was not going to sing anymore. No. What do we do now? What I think we should do is just... I don't know what final we should do. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Very Joe Springer-esque. Yeah. I I barely had a single thought, let alone a final <laughs> thought. Really. You could just play something, couldn't you? You just play like a, a jingle or something. Don't yeah. You? Later tonight, I'll be stirring things up by lobbing in a live love grenade. I catch a grenade for ya. Throw my hand on a blade for ya. A live love grenade. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, you can uh, follow Matt and myself on Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook. Not us personally, but the site. Uh, at Luke Custard TV on Twitter for me. At Matt's TV Bites and we're www.facebook.com slash TV. Yeah, and we're also on, I don't know, Tinder or... Instagram. We are actually on Instagram. We are actually on Instagram. I haven't we? Instagrammed I in a while. I have to say, you <laughs> need to start taking literally... photos. Yeah, they all—they all seem to just be the the inside of my iPad case, <laughs> the ground. All right, uh, that is the podcast. And can I just say, if you didn't enjoy this week's podcast, it is not our fault. It's the fact that TV has worn me down. Yes. To the to the nub that you get, hear before you. Get a you. big box, little box. So okay, bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.